Radio Newark, the home of Radio Newark Sport. Weeknights from 7. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. On tonight's show, Eden Tranter makes a return visit to Sport HQ. She looks forward to the new cricket season and she updates us on Bolton's fundraising efforts for an overseas star who's had a... Well, I'll tell you about the accident a little bit later on. But, like all good girls, she's brought a mum along with her as well. So, uh, an added bonus there, a bit of mum talk. The Twins and Graham Welsh tell us about um, their weekends, Newark AC and the Striders under... Two very, very busy weekends, so looking forward to those reports. This is, of course, Radio Newark, and these are the local headlines. <music> RHP Colts win 6-0 to complete their must-win five matches and are now the champions of the Mid-Links Youth League Under-15s. Ryan Atwood got them off to the best possible start with a goal in the first minute and despite a spirited effort from the visitors, there was only going to be one winner. Sam Wright scored a hat-trick as Long Bennington beat Ed Walton 5-1 and they claimed the Notts Youth League Under-18 Division 3 title. Sticking with youth football and Collingham Under-18s won their second trophy of the season when they beat Cleeforts. But the Seasiders took them all the way before Dean Ives boys won a penalty shootout by five goals to four. The two teams meet again tonight for league points. And if Collingham win, there's a third trophy because they'll be the champions. Fondon Colts beat Loudon 3-2 to finish their season in fourth place. While Newark Town finished one place below their local rivals after winning at Kimberley. A great night for Newark Amateur Boxing Club on Saturday at York with victories for Lauren Workman and Mickey Lindsay. While Jade Grierson was on the wrong end of one of those home decisions, as Mr Smith likes to call them. And a victory for our junior sportsperson of the year, Olivia Whitelaw, getting a first place in the latest round of the Dressage Premier League. And the previous winner of that competition is, of course, Amy Hunt, and she started her summer season perfectly 23.06 in the 200 metres the rugby club under 15 boys finished third at the Scunthorpe Sevens tournament and Fernwood Sword Club's Ethan Dakin finished fifth and Arthur Eakin ninth in the latest round of the junior series in Manchester our youngsters as ever right up there with the best in the country and talking about the best in the country the first ever youngster on this show, as I may have mentioned on the odd occasion, was Jess Weaver. And she was talking about the newly formed Newark Rugby Club Girls. Well, tonight, she captains, yes, captains the England under-18s in their match against Wales at the Principality Stadium. So, of course, we've got to go live to the Principality Stadium and our correspondent there... Mr. Phil Weaver, one very, very proud dad. Phil, how's it all going? Uh, it's going all right. Well, it's going. To... <laughs> We're doing all right. We're losing. Is it twenty-one ten, Ellen? Yeah, yeah. But England are the better side. But the same as last year, they're forced in everything. Mate. They're forced in everything. But they're, they're getting there. They're getting there. What was it like for yourself and Helen to sit in that wonderful stadium? And watch your daughter lead England out. Oh, it was unbelievable, unbelievable experience. Uh, you can't put it into words, Mick. It's uh, very proud. We're also very proud. Um, yeah, a bit emotional as well, as you can imagine. I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know what you like. I expected it. <laughs> but I mean, it's you know, you've got to be proud enough that your son or daughter plays for England but to captain England it's just something unbelievable I, I, it's fantastic I think this will probably be our, well it will be a last game this is the last game England play this season and this, um, this is Jesse's last game in the under 18 so to finish it off on uh, such a high um, yeah 
She's come an awful long way from that um, studio visit with, I think, yourself and Mark Dov about four years ago when we're starting off a um, a rugby section for the girls at Newark. Um, Absolutely. A lot's happened in those four years, and this is just the icing on the cake. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But, I mean, girls' rugby in general, I mean, you'll know, it's grown so much since those early days. I mean, clubs have just got so many players now. Um, it's fantastic, really, fantastic. And any girls that do start playing, oh, Jess is on the ball now. Jess is on the ball now, hang fire. She's been playing in the centres at the minute. There's been some injuries. Now we're all right. Oh, she's been turned over. That's not very good. <laughs> Dad criticises star daughter on radio. <laughs> wasn't her fault. Forward, you're being a bit lazy. That's better. That's more yeah, like what I'd yeah, expect. It wasn't her fault, mate. No, she took it into contact, and uh, the forwards didn't get making enough effort to get there. Brilliant. Wales, are, Wales are going forward now. Phil, you've got you, you've got some photos. I hope have you. Yeah, we've got plenty of photos, plenty of video. Um, yes, one or two folks asked me to put it live on Facebook, so I've been doing that. Yeah, we've seen um, that. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll take plenty of pictures. Yeah, you, send mate. us some yeah, photos yeah. and... Um, we'll do. We'll, we, we, we must... Uh, I mean, when you talk to her at the end, everybody in New York Sport is talking about this all day at work. I've had phone calls and people talking about it. Cash Stephen Rugby Club's man. I've had Rob Warden on the phone. I've had Rob Hughes on the phone. That's fantastic. The, the lads who, who's at South or Rugby, it doesn't seem to matter what rugby club you are, they're all so proud. Thank you very much indeed. I'll pass it all on to Jess. Um, I can't thank you enough for all your support as well, mate. Uh, she's she's just um, our own very little first ever star and she's something special to us. Enjoy, enjoy the evening, all of you, and uh, we'll catch up with you all in the studio in a few weeks' time. Thanks, great stuff, Mick. Take care. Thanks, bye. All the best, bye-bye. Bye-bye. I know we said it, yesterday tony and you know i'm i'm so proud that she was the first girl that was in here and mm. uh, and 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 where she's ended up and the way that rugby um rugby's gone for um the, the girls sec- section but it's just unbelievable isn't it yeah i mean it's it's just quite incredible i mean it, it just shows the power of radio newark you only have to come into the studio and you can be a future and you can be an captain, england captain yeah. by coming into the studio you can be an england captain it's humbling mick that's yes. what it is yeah yes so i think now's the time to talk to a, a future <laughs> england captain of either at cricket or at football or at ice hockey do you, or mean, do you mean eden oh yeah that's okay yeah <laughs> Welcome back to um, Radio Newark Sport, to um, to Eden Tranterow, cricketing, footballing, you name it. That's as she plays that sport. But Eden, welcome back. It's nice to be back. Um, I see you've got a dress for the occasion tonight. <laughs> I told you this before we came in. You did, yes. <laughs> and you have got a dress for the occasion tonight. Yeah, I'm off to football training. You're off to football here. training. Just, uh, well, just adjust something. Is that better? Speak to me. Hello. That's better. <laughs> That's better. You just have to hit it with a hammer, and then everything's all right again. Um, the main reason that you're here tonight, we're going to talk about Eden Tranter a little bit later on, but the main reason um, you're here tonight is that a few weeks ago, Bolton Cricket Club received some news that uh, was fairly devastating, really, about an, an old friend, shall we say. Just, just background it for me. Uh, so... 28th of December, um, I was just, well, we moved into our house that day. Um, we were just uh, in the midst of doing collections and drop-offs and stuff, and my phone rang and mum had been contacted by um, Panduka, who's one of our Sri Lankans at the club. Um, and we'd been told that actually we'd been involved in a really serious accident. Um, he was, he's got some train lines near his house, and he was coming back from training, and he was crossing the train lines, and he was hit by a train. Um, he was thrown about about 20 metres away and landed on some iron sheets. Um, and at that point, all we knew was that he was going in for surgery and, well, there was not really much chance of him coming back out again. Um, obviously, when he was here, he was here in the 2012-2013 season. And he was with us for two seasons and he lived with mum um, and dad and me and Josh. And um, he... It's hard to it's hard to explain what it's like to have somebody living in your house, and you don't you expect them to you expect an overseas professional to come over and take wickets and score runs and make an impact in cricketing terms. But what you don't expect is for them to make such an impact, uh, such a massive impact on your life. 
Um, he became like a brother to me and Josh, like a son to mum and dad. Um, a big cultural thing for them is that they call their elders and people that respect auntie and uncle. So mum and dad were auntie and uncle, Josh and I were brother and sister. Um, and we, he had to cut his, his last season with us, he had to cut short. Um, he'd had a family bereavement, so he had to go home early. And um, I think he left at something like three o'clock in the morning, next flight that they could get him on. And uh, got, we were devastated when he went home, absolutely devastated. He was like just part of the furniture, bless him. Um, but yeah, so he, he had this accident and uh, it was touch and go whether he was going to make it. And thankfully he managed to come through it. Um, we didn't get much much information on his injuries, just that he'd had um, his leg was broken quite badly. Um, and that he had some internal bleeding and some swelling to his brain and stuff like that and that um, he was put into an, into an induced coma to try and help him recover as best he could um, came round to it and then a few months later he started to make some small improvements so he was starting to like flicker his eyelids and stuff but um, the the healthcare in Sri Lanka is a lot different to what it is here they don't have like an NHS like we do and in their general hospitals if you I guess if you're taking up a bed for too long, then that's that, really. Um, so they, prepare, I think the general hospital prepared his mum to turn off his life support. Um, and they made they then made the decision to transfer him to a private hospital where he was going to be operated on by the same doctor that was seeing him in the general hospital, but they just have to pay for it. Um, he, I don't think sometimes we, we the, the amount of times that people criticise the NHS. Some sometimes, just sometimes, it it hits you, doesn't it? That uh, we ain't that bad off. Yeah, you don't know what you do without it, and yeah. this situation certainly highlights. If if anything has to highlight it, this situation certainly highlights how lucky we are in this country to have this. Um, he went through this through uh, a really long and complex surgery on his brain, um, and since then we're really really pleased to report that he's making wonderful progress he's out of intensive care he's on a general ward he um, isn't attached to any machines anymore breathing for himself um, he my mum and dad video called him um, and my dad told him that he wanted to take him fishing and uh, he was trying his hardest to like smile and stuff and when he recognises voices he, you can you can see that he's trying his hardest to respond and things like that um, and he's, his eyes are open now fully So, and when he hears voices from like either side of him his eyes follow the voices so he's fully aware that people are around him and that people are talking to him and things like that so compared to I know it's four months on and it's going to be a long slow recovery for him compared to where we were well almost four months ago to the day he's a lot further on than we thought he would be and he's doing brilliantly What can Bolton do to help that? I mean it's He's an awful long way off. He's the other, he is the other side of the world. Um, but the the easiest thing would have been to say, oh, that's a shame, isn't it? Oh, it was good when he was here. But uh, Bolton are not quite like that, are they? They're not, they're not that sort, sort of club. So you've taken... You've made a collective decision that uh, he needs a bit of financial help. Yeah, so we came, we came up with an idea... Um early on it was early on in the year and we put it forward at the AGM and obviously everybody was yep definitely we'll we'll help organize that we're happy to do that we'll be attending that um obviously you are so far away and if you could jump on a plane tomorrow and go over and do whatever you could then that's brilliant but we've all got lives here to get on with as well um, but once it, it's it's a cliche thing but once you're part of Boulderston Cricket Club you are part of Boulderston Cricket Club doesn't matter whether you come and go or whatever um, and like I say made such an impact on not just our lives living with us but on so many people there there's so many youngsters there that played on the same pitch as him even in so much as the evening league games where he was absolutely fantastic at bringing on the youngsters forever encouraging them forever going oh this is what I, this is what I think you could be doing better or that that was really good sort of thing um and I know some of the kids that are in the youth set that have gone to the adult section now, myself included. I mean, what would I have been? I, I think I'd have been 18, 17 and 18 when he was here. So I was still, still I'm, well, I'm still learning now, but he, t- he certainly taught me so much. So what we decided to do was we've decided to um, organise a fundraising event. Um, we never thought it would take off as it did. We just thought we were going to have a bit of a club night. Um, bank holiday Sunday, thought nobody's at work on the Monday, brilliant. There's no cricket game on the Sunday, so it's a perfect time to have it. Hopefully we'll have a bit of good weather, although apparently not. Um, it's, going to, it's going to be dry. You, you've just got to get Mum to wash that extra jumper. <laughs> um, so we're having a... Mum does the washing, Tony. Yeah. 
we're having a um, a games night um, because when actually was here, you could not get him away from the dartboard and you could not get him away from the pool table. It was like pulling teeth, telling him that it was time to go home. Um, so, <laughs> we, so I, I have the same problem with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we've we came up with that to start with, and then we thought we could do like a raft, just just some bits for a bit of interaction for people that didn't want to necessarily want to get involved in the competitions. We'd do a raffle, and we thought, should we see? how far we can go with it and um we went out to a few went out one saturday morning with a few letters to a few local businesses um and honestly the uptake has been fantastic it's it's actually been quite overwhelming for us of how willing people are to help like how newark has come together for a guy that they don't know these local businesses don't know this lad but they've donated so many prizes we've had um loads of local businesses davison's um some independent businesses some some girls that do makeup some girls that do lashes things like that uh, the prince rupert people like that they've all donated something and then obviously we have connections with paul johnson who um has obviously got his new position at knots but he's coaching at leicester as well so he's been influential in being able to get us stuff david lynn's got connections with jake ball so we've managed to get some stuff from there as well um it's 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 abs- it's absolutely incredible. We've had stuff from Southall Racecourse. We've had stuff from um, from golf courses. Um, Adam Woolley, who's one of the professionals at the Nottingham at the Nottinghamshire the golf course, it, he's been absolutely fantastic because obviously they get a lot of the Notts lads in week in week out. He has been unbelievable. We never ever thought it would take off like it has, and we've now got a list of over forty prizes. <laughs> to, they, I mean, this raffle is going to take up most of the night. Never mind about the darts and the pool. <laughs> I don't know how we're going to get brought, through it. You brought Mum along, and Mum's going to tell us a little bit more um, after we've spoken to the twins and Neil Casey about the fundraising. Because I'm told Mum's fundraiser in chief. Yeah, she is. She's in charge. I'm in charge of social media. Mum's in charge of begging people. <laughs> and she also makes the best teas. It's been a busy, busy few days for all our running clubs and uh, we're going to start tonight with a newark athletic club so of course that means we're going to be talking to the twins ladies welcome back hiya thank you um i'm going to shut up because i know you've got a lot to tell me so uh the stage is yours so two weekends ago we had uh, luke sayer perform at the doncaster open um and he came first in the discus with 30 meters 90 first in the long jump first in the 200 metres and also first in the 1500. So well done to him. He had no PBs, but he had wins in all four of his events. So well done to him. And fortunately, he was the only nook we had to compete in. And then we had the first YDL at Derby for the under-15s and under-13s. And the weather was very challenging because it was really windy. However, everyone tried their best. In the under-13 boys, we had Connor, who did the 1500 metres and came fifth with a time of 5.50 and then Hayden came fourth in the non-scoring with in the 1500 with 5.51 so it was a very close race and then Ethan in the 75 metre hurdles came second with 16.19 in shot put he came third and in 100 metres he came fourth Joshua came third in the 800 metres with a time of 2 minutes 38 in long jump he came seventh and then the under 13 boys had a good relay to come sixth place in the under-13 girls, Alpha came fifth in the 70 metre, and in the 800 metre, she came fifth with three, meter, three minutes, 17 seconds, and they were all PB, so she had a really good day. And Zoe in the hurdles, she, get, she did 70 metre hurdles and came first. In the 150 metres, she came second. In the long jump, she came third. And in the 4 by 100 metre relay, she came fourth. And under-15 girls, we had Lucy, who did the non-scoring javelin for the fourth place and 100 metres for 17th place. We also had Georgia, who did who came third place in the discus, fifth place in the javelin, and she also ran the 300 metres, but we haven't got the results for that yet. And then finally, we had Ruby, who came sixth in the 1500 metres, and the under-15 girls' place came sixth in the relay. So amazing effort and well done to all of them. And then last Wednesday, we had the first Not Summer League at Hexgrove, and there was a great turnout. So we had first for the women for Chloe Hubbard, in 15th for us, Becky Gallup, 106th for us, Ella, I came 118th, Lauren came 119th, and Jackie Durst came 120th. And for the men, 25th was Tim Bagley, 
Thirtieth was Tom Hubbard. Ninety fifth was Oliver Crampton. One hundred and fifth was Andy Welshman. Three hundred twentieth was John Combey. Three hundred fifty eighth was Paul Reed, and three hundred sixty seventh was Gareth Bagley. So well done to all of them as well. And then finally, we also had our Newark presentation evening on Friday night, and we had a great turnout from all club members, and it was a really good night. And the living room table at the Owen household is full of trophies. Yeah, <laughs> they're mainly dads, actually. <laughs> right. How did you two both manage to get well beaten by a lady who's six months pregnant? <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. She, she's just an amazing runner. Too quick for us. The interesting thing about that is, is that that race that um, Gareth Bagley did with you all last Wednesday night means that he is now. And run at least one race every season for Newark Athletic Club since 1971. That ain't bad going, is it? Not bad going at all, no, that's really good. That is, that is absolutely fantastic. And he got hammered by a lady who was six months preg- pregnant <laughs> yeah. in, 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 yeah. in, in the time stakes. Yeah. Most people did if she came, because she came 15. That's really good. You know, I mean, <laughs> how do you go home and say, where did you come? Well, I'm the 20th best runner in the county. The 15th is six months pregnant and she still beat me easily. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit deflating, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. What have you got this weekend? Bank holiday weekend. We've got the YDM at Tipton. At Tipton, yeah. So you had another, another a busy weekend and uh, the sun's going to yeah. shine, but you're going to need more, you're going to need a tracksuit or something because it's not going to be the warmest of weekends. Oh. We won't be getting any uh, tan then, sunbathing. No green tan. Event. Not, not like your sister. No, no, oh. she's got rid. She's who's took, who's took great criticism from her own father for her tan lines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you don't know what I'm talking about, everybody, go onto Facebook and, and have a look. And Amber's back. Is it this weekend? Yeah. Amber's back this uh, weekend, so we'll we'll have um, we'll have all three girls in the studio in in. Um, in a few weeks' time, so that 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 be good fun, ladies. We'll talk to you again next week. See you later. Thank you. Bye. 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 Ah, the wonderful twins, and yes, Amber's Amber's tan I, lines are yes. I, I can actually relate to this. I've got a theory. How can you relate to running? No, re- I can I can relate to being six months pregnant. You see, your momentum carries you forward. That's what it is. You mean she'd go over the line? Well, you know what I mean? Speaking personally, you know, you right. do, your momentum carries you forward. That's how it goes. Okay. I, I can't work it out. I, I mean, I, I, it, she is just, just a machine. If she, if she can run like that, it's just... It's just absolutely... Uh, right, it's time to talk to um, somebody who apparently makes the best teas in, in, in the whole of cricket. <laughs> is Liz Evans on? I think... <laughs> I, I think Eden's after a free meal somewhere, but... Um, and head of fundraising for Bolton Cricket Club. So, uh... Welcome to Radio Nut Sport Mum, because we will call you Mum, because that's what we do on this, so you're Mum for the, you're mum for the night. Um, we've heard from the um, the social media expert, yes. um, now that it leaves you to do all the hard work. Well, actually, she's practically taught you everything. <laughs> um, it was like she said, we came up with the idea, everything, and then in town one Saturday morning, and it was, I can't go in there, she says, I can't go that, I can't do this. So it was like, <laughs> right, okay, I'll go. So it was any shop that I just came across. We started uh, near the old police station and walked walked all the way up and as far as the castle and Castlegate and everything else. And then even now, still on my lunch hour, she's going, oh, just call in here and get me such and such. So, <laughs> yeah, so we have got some real... Like Eden says, it's so overwhelming that people have just, yeah, great, not a problem. Here we go. We've got vouchers, like too many to list, uh, lots of sports memorabilia and everything. And Eden set up a Just Giving page. Um, we've got quite a substantial amount of donations on there as well. So it's very humbling that, you know, he lived with us. He was like a son to us, etc. People are just willing to help out because it is such a sad situation. And can anybody turn up at the cricket club? They can. The more the merrier. Um, or is it just sort of members only job? You can all. No, no. The more the merrier. There's um, 
darts teams are coming, um, people that are friends with friends at the cricket club. So, yeah, no, it's, it's whatever we can do to raise enough money to provide some care for Akshu. I'll try and send my roving reporter down there on Sunday evening if I'm convincing him to, to do it. Um, is he nodding? Are you nodding? Yes, yeah. You're nodding. Brilliant. I'm, I'm actually on. There no, you no. <laughs> <laughs> you was nodding, wasn't you? Um, I'll, I'll send my um, roving, our roving reporter. And um, we learnt yesterday, of course, um, as well, that uh, your greatest rivals in cricket, well, I think they are, Collingham, um, have made a wonderful gesture as well. Yeah, uh, Mr Dyson contacted one of our club lads um, and... Because Mr. Colcom is getting married, there is no game on the 11th of May. So they've said, would you like to come down on the Friday? We'll have a bit of a 2020. You can have the barbecue. You can run a raffle. You can do whatever you like to fundraise. We'll have a game of cricket and we'll have a fun evening sort of thing. And you can have the proceeds for that. So it's really, really good. I heard Mr. Pipes yesterday saying, you know, and again everybody's coming together sports mm. team wise whether there's rivalry or not there I, I do i always think that's absolutely wonderful because yes yes there should be rivalry there's nothing wrong with rivalry during game time yeah rivalry when the game the is pitch. finished you're all one sporting family and that's how it should be yeah rivalry unfortunately football seems to have lost that idea but most most sports still retain a, a modicum of credibility yeah so, yeah, so that was really, really good of them to offer that. So, effectively, we've got two fundraisers going on week after the other. Yeah, no, that's absolutely wonderful. And it's, it's, it's very commendable and uh, it will make a big difference. It, it will, the situation that is in the financial side, it will make yeah. a big difference. Yeah, um, obviously, Eden said, I'm not 100% sure on their care, but we know they don't have an NHS. They had to pay private. Mum mm. is a single parent. Actually, mum's a single parent. Um, so it's bound to take its toll and whatever. So it's got to anything it. that we can do just to help her, even if it's with transport to and from the hospital or anything that needs adaptations for when he's out of hospital or things like that, you know, if it will help... Like you say, we can't go. We can't go and visit. We can't go and sit and take a little bit of the stress off her so she can have time to herself. This is what the only thing we can do from this many miles away. Well, just remind everybody, before we go off air, of when and where and all the details. But coming up next, we're going to have a talk to and about Eden Tranter. But before I talk to Eden, just to bring you up to date with my Leeds United rant from last night, Mr Smith, um, the... The Villa player that got sent off has had the red card rescinded by the FA and Patrick Bamford has been charged with deceiving match officials. Mm. And I think for <clears throat> once, just for once, mm. the FA have got it right and they've acted very quickly. They, they, they certainly have. And, and they, um, I mean, they couldn't do anything else. That I, I was going to say that there was absolutely no other outcome possible from that. It is the FA we're dealing with. Um, but that's... Um, that is a correct outcome. Yeah, I mean... I, that is a correct outcome. I, I can't... Um, I, I can't criticise the Football Association in any way until the league... until the leagues are drawn up for next season. <laughs> <laughs> right! I think the great... Eden Tranter, cricketer, footballer, ice hockey expert. Where are we going to start? I know where we're going to start. She thinks we're going to start with it. We're going to start with more. Um, um, <laughs> is it... Almost like having two sons. <laughs> um, truthfully, no. My son is what I imagine my daughter would turn to be. <laughs> <laughs> he is very chilled. He is very calm. Oh, he's he does look good in the dress then. You're not gonna, no, okay, no, 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 I'm He's right, very okay. laid back. Uh, my daughter, on the other hand, is what I imagined a boy would be straight there not a problem she questions umpires decisions she questions referees decisions tactfully 
sometimes. But, um, yeah, no, not at all. As much as they look alike, they are chalk and cheese. Completely. Not not that Eden is very old, but she's not in the current group of 15, 16-year-olds who's coming through with the ascending of football and rugby and cricket because even 10 years ago you saw a girl playing that exactly no way now of course as we started the show it's and as it should be it's it's second nature but even 10 years ago when eden was trying to break through into playing cricket in a man's cricket team and trying to play football you must have been knocked back time and time again I had to bite my tongue quite a few times. Um, but then, as Eden took wickets, it was highly amusing. I could sit there and put my five pence worth in. But no, wherever she's been, she's been with Josh. So, Josh played for Andrew Munton at Newark Town from the age of seven up to 16. Eden used to train with those guys. So, two and a half years out of her age group. Um, she did then play football in an all-girls team but in an all-boys league so we used to go to Josh, drop Josh off watch his first half take Eden to hers, drop her half come back for Josh and then go and watch Eden's second half, it was um, quite a challenge and then as they said when they came on last time, it was quick cricket and at that time it was Charlie Barnett and David Maykay that were the only two there with some kids, so parents stayed on and helped, and she had to come. Um, And that's just how she got in with it. But what is funny is, she captained the side for the first time against Beaver, and it was the Sunday seconds. And the Beaver captain came up to one of the guys, and he went, right, captain, do you want to toss? (laughs) And it was Brett, actually, and Brett went, she's the captain. And his face was absolutely... <laughs> it was just brilliant. Bru- so, Miss Tranter, what... Um, can, I, can, can I just butt in at this point? Can I stop you? Oh, I can stop you, actually, yeah. Um, it's, 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 it's all yours, Mr it's, it's just that... I wouldn't dream of interrupting. You come in here and you never know what's going to happen because there's always... It's a script! No, but the, 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 there's always something that astounds you despite coming here every night, four nights a week. And I've been in this town for more than a third of a century now, and that's the first time I've ever heard of a tranter biting the tongue. (laughs) (laughs) Tranter by marriage. (laughs) Fair enough. So this is season number Boulderton Cricket? Uh, 14, 15? 14, 15th season playing cricket. Yeah, I think so. If we're going from right... You're only 20. 24. Cry out. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Catching up with you, Mick. Yeah, you've got a long way to go yet, girl. <laughs> <laughs> An awful long way. Took the words right out of my mouth. Have you still got the appetite to play cricket every Saturday afternoon? Absolutely, yeah. Abs- look forward to it. I mean, not so much this Saturday, as we've obviously already spoken about. You don't do cold, do no, you? No, I've told Brett that if, if it's not 15 degrees or more, I'm not playing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. I look forward to it. I mean, the first couple of, se- the first couple of games, it'll be... It'll be a, a nightmare trying to get out of bed on Sunday morning after having bowled 12 overs on the Saturday. But it's it's still... I mean, I've played it, obviously, since I was eight or nine years old. It's it's almost like built within me now that summer is cricket and everybody else around me just has to get used to it because that's what life revolves around during the summer. <laughs> so what are the hopes and the aspirations for this summer? What targets are you setting yourself? Funnily enough... Um, I'm writing, by the way. Josh actually sets my targets. Oh, right. And I've set Josh a target this year, although I think I'm going to change it. Um, he says, he, Josh says I've got to take 25 wickets this year. Um, and For me personally, I think I want to finish the season a bit stronger than I did last year. I mean, coming towards the end of the season last year, I think I was sec- third, second or third in the wicket table. And um, I think it petered out for Bolton in seconds. It just because at one stage we we were sitting here talking that there's a promotion challenge going off, and then it just seemed to 
drift yeah, it got somewhere. to holiday season and then yeah. obviously in holiday season your availabilities go but not only that we had such a good summer obviously every other week we're playing on Balderton which you might as well go and play on the A1 it's like an absolute road <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's why my, I think that's why the wickets dried up for me as well is because there was there's there was nothing, nothing to offer it. there um, and then the guy, I think the guy that ended up winning it um, winning the the most amount of wickets in the in the our division played for Chilwell. Well, that's like playing on a minefield every week. So, I'm, I'm I probably could have beat him if I played on Chilwell every week. <laughs> I score the season's going to be. Hopefully, I won't have to bat. Hopefully, the rest of the lads will do it for me. <laughs> so get out. <laughs> Football. You've changed allegiance a little bit. I have, yeah. So I was at Bingham for the start of the season, and then a. Uh, Middle to end of February, I transferred over to play for Newark Town. Took one of the girls with me as well, so not in very good books. So you're popular. That, but, um, yeah, it's it's probably it's definitely been the best move that I've made this se- this season. Um, gone back to enjoying football. I started to sort of turn up to play for myself, and I've never been like that. I've never been never been a selfish player in any sport that I've taken part in. I've always wanted to see, to see the team succeed, and always wanted to try and lead the team to victory. But got to the end of playing for Bingham and just turned up and just was playing for playing selfishly really playing for myself as long as I had a good game that was all that mattered so gone back to Newtown now which is a fantastic setup um it's their first season together as a ladies side as well and they finished mid-table this year which to be honest judging by the rest of the teams that are in the league some of them have come down from leagues above um and they've done absolutely fantastically as a good bunch I've only had a couple of months with them but certainly back to enjoying my football now the game I come to watch, and it was absolutely freezing cold, so I'm surprised you was even there, um, blowing a gale and, and awful conditions, but you, you was, um, she was in charge, Mum, she was doing all the talking, that that probably won't surprise you too too much. Absolutely not. <laughs> but she was certainly doing all the talking, but yes, they are, um, at New York. We, we talk to Sarah Robinson on a regular basis, and they are trying, and I think succeeding. Um, to m- make something work, it's, we found that with the rugby girls. Once you've got the momentum, life becomes a lot simpler. But it's getting the momentum, and I think Newark's just about got it rolling now. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I know there's been there's been a lot of hard work behind the scenes to get girls football up and running there, and they've it's hard to drum up that fir- that that first injection of interest. It's going to be really hard. To- to drum that up but they've managed to get through that phase and they've got some I went to watch the under 10s on Sunday morning and they've got some really promising juniors in there um and hey, that's what it, it you've got to have you've got to have a strong youth section to be able to feed people to feed that, that adult section people that are good at sport and you are very good at sport and not normally the best people to watch sport I'm terrible yeah but you do watch sport you go and watch ice hockey do you ever want to Oh, I'd love to play ice hockey. I was going to say that that's the question. You've answered the question. Yeah, I'd I'd have loved to have if I'd have got into it when I was younger. I think I, I think it'd have probably taken over football and cricket. I, I'd have loved to have played it. It's it's my kind of game. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, this <laughs> is uh, dangerous enough without a stick. <laughs> <laughs> can you ice skate? No. I well, mean, what I, you like I on can, ice? I can skate forwards and I can skate backwards, but I can't stop, so that's a, obviously a bit of an issue. <laughs> I just could, end up crashing into the board. Could then, create problems, yeah. I suppose. <laughs> right, another five minutes with these these two, but um, we're going to go off and uh, get to what I think is going to be a fairly lengthy and I know definitely comprehensive report from a massively busy week. Of course, it was a London marathon from Graham and the Striders. Well, we know Graham's out and about tonight, but we're having a bit of few problems getting hold of him, so I've sent my receptionist off to do um, a job that he does very well and he's succeeding very poorly at the moment it's uh have we not got graham it's gone to an answer machine so it's probably in a bad area but i'm sure graham will give us a call graham if you are listening give us give us a call if you would um so that gives us more time to talk to eden of course doesn't it and we was was talking ice hockey um and um that's what she really wanted to be an ice hockey player um but it wasn't tough enough for her (laughs) Um, but apparently there is no ladies ice hockey then there is there is ladies ice hockey, but it's just not. Um, I have to say, I mean, it, it is still brilliant and it's still still uh, very physically demanding. It just doesn't have the physicality of uh, men's ice hockey. I can't say it's as exciting to watch, but um, th- there's no doubt there's some brilliantly skillful women's ice hockey players out there. 
Um, in fact, at Bingham, I used to play football with a girl that plays ice hockey, and she was about five foot, and she was one of the toughest girls I've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the small ones are normally the toughest, aren't, aren't, aren't the mum? <laughs> yes, they, they definitely, they definitely are. Yeah, she doesn't back down from a lot. Uh, no. Do you still watch Eden and Josh? Then do you, or has that that sort of gone now or does it ever go no it doesn't ever go um i as eden's told you i do the cricket tees for alderton's saturday second team um and we travel wherever they're going to watch the cricket um but yes i do also go and freeze to death still at the side of a football pitch (laughs) um i've watched to play against bingham and watch uh, against newark town and both are very open spaces. Yes, they are. Yes. I, I, I mean, cricket tees is something that's so, so English, isn't it? It's, you know, it's just the, only this country would think of something like, you know, between the Indians, don't just have a drink and a... Yeah. But, you know, we have a tea and, tea. you know, there's sandwiches and there's cakes and everything. It's so quintessential English. But it, it's something that I would think, A... It's not cheap. And B, don't put together inside five minutes either. Um, no. Uh, I think you do it for the love of the club or the love of the people that play for the club. Um, but I do really, really enjoy it. It does stress me out sometimes, especially if it's still raining at half past nine, ten o'clock, and I don't know whether we're going to be called off and whether I've got to go shopping, which then makes me late, do you, do you leave it? When it's like that, is it left till the last possible? Um, yes. I tend to bake my own cakes anyway. So I do look at the forecast religiously and don't bake as many. Otherwise, Eden's dad eats them. Um, but a lot of the stuff is then... If it's, if it's like pizzas and stuff, I can freeze till the next week and stuff. But yeah, I do hold off. It's not been the first time that it's been about two o'clock and half past two and the losing wickets and I'm like, oh my God, please, somebody stay there just so I can get this tea out. But touch wood, it's, it's always got there and got done. There's a new cafe at Bolton this, this year as well, isn't there? You're going to keep out of that then? Or? Well, I've got the best tea lady in the land. So. Well, you have, haven't you? So, <laughs> you? so you can't go and have a quick um, drink or snack beforehand. Oh, no, I, no, I... I would never turn down. I, I know you said Bolton's sort of it's, it's like playing on the A one, but to say it's on a playing field, it's not a bad effort that everybody, the groundsman, um, and everybody around them put puts into the fact that it's still a pleasant afternoon out. Oh, it's on it to say, like you say, to to say it's a public playing field. I mean, yeah. some of the public playing fields that we go to, and then you look at ours, and it's like. It's like playing at Lords sometimes when you when you see some of the places that we've been to. The the groundsmen do an absolutely unbelievable job and they're out there day in, day out, preparing a wicket, preparing two wickets if we're at home both days. And they do an an remarkable job of it as well. It's absolutely fantastic. It it, it isn't is it the best ground that you play on? <laughs> uh, the groundsman isn't listening. It's probably the best track we play on. Mm. Um we've played at some lovely grounds though. I can remember like on a Sunday playing at Plum Tree and Dale Field as well at Collingham. is a it's an absolutely lovely ground I, to play I, at. I go on and on about it because I, I sort of when I do my trips around and Catham Road and Farndon and, and Bolton and I tend to end up at Dale Dale Field because there's nothing better at seven o'clock on a Saturday night with a you know a glass of something underneath them trees watching cricket. It's just something special. Absolutely. I mean, that's a, that's a big benefit to them. Obviously, we're on a public playing field, yeah. so can't be done for us. But if it could, it'd have been uh, yeah, it'd have been unbelievable. Is it exciting times that the first team are back in the in in the top division? And and have you got an overseas? Yes, we have got an overseas. I think he's due to arrive in the next couple of weeks. We've got a Sri Lankan this year. Um, don't to be honest, don't know all that much about him. He's going to be a bit of a surprise. To me, and it'll be a surprise to him when he gets here about how cold it is. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so 
we have got an overseas this year. We've attracted a few new players as well. So um, they have the the depth of the squad is is which they'll much, need. Yeah, is much much greater. But equally, that falls down onto us in the seconds in that some people are going to have to miss out in the first team, which is only going to strengthen us as a second mm. team as well. Um, but they, it is exciting for the club that they're back in the, the they're back in Division A because realistically, that that's where they should be. Um, last last year they did they did remarkably well to get back up last year. Um, it was a shame the year before that they went down, but um, I think they're going to go out all guns blazing and and really go for it this year. And absolutely, it'll be it'll be an exciting time if they the squad that they've got and how hard they've been working, they should be able to put up a good fight in it this year. They start against West Bridgeford, the two teams that actually came up, don't they? As well, and you they start do, yeah. you start um, against Wollerton. Woodborough. Woodborough, close. <laughs> um, you start against Woodborough at the weekend, so it would be nice for two lots of maximum points. The The next question is, is where we, we need a webcam in here, really, because the next question is, how does a young lady with um, multicoloured fingernails, um, what's that going to be like after 12 overs? They're not too... They're not too bad to be honest. I have them cut. I normally have them loads longer in the winter, so I have them cut down quite a lot in the summer. And everybody asks this all the time: How on earth do you bowl with those talons on your hands? Yes, um, it's quite easy. Now, one of them looks from this distance a bit like sandpaper. That one. Yes, <laughs> I, I take it you're not. I'm not Australian. You're not Australian. Worry. Good girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's for picking the same with them. That's a different one. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's. Pretty normal. I mean, it does it. It's it's not so bad when I'm bowling. It's when I catch one, catch one awkward in the field. It's uh, I might drop the odd. I mean, do we have a bit word. of a sort of a, a tantrum when you catch one and the fingernail sort of drops off? Is oh it? yeah, yeah. I is always it, say to the lads a... that you all need to chip in a couple of quid so I can go and have it redone. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine the answers. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if they're stronger. There's one or two players probably going to come down. There's one or two players going to miss that. That's wonderful because you've got competition to places. As long as everybody accepts that there is no God-given right to play in a cricket team, and you've got to earn it. And I think Bolton can work that one out, can't they? Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, even as as vice captain, I'm, I'm we're all, well, I'm always playing for my place, um, and that's how it should be. Everybody should always be playing for the place. You'd never be able to sit in there and be complacent that it doesn't matter because I'll get picked every week. Um, I mean, I'm Brett's favourite, but that doesn't mean I'll get picked every week. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so competition for places, and ultimately that's gonna that's just gonna drive the team forward. And if you're all wanting to, if you're all striving to to be the best that you can be in the team to keep your place, then that's only gonna um, help the team win. Is Jacko playing again? I think, yeah, I think he is. I mean, well, at the end of last season, he told he told his mum um, to go and that's it. There's the pads. I don't want them again. Oh, he says it every year. Does he? <laughs> right. I mean, I can't imagine. He Bolton says it every year. Like playing. Graham always says, oh, I, I can't be chairman anymore. I need to yeah, give this right, up. Yeah. Says it every year. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we're hoping to see. Obviously, hoping that that Alan will be playing this year, and um, he'll be a. He, He's a, he's a fantastic cricketer anyway and he's he's got a lot of experience and he, he's ever so... I always say when he's on the field I, you always feel a little bit at ease because there's always somebody to, to look up to and he's always there to help. And I mean, I can remember we played at um, Ruddington last year and the first team didn't have a game and Alan came out and umpired for us and even just having him umpire and I, like I'd be walking back past him and he'd be like, well bold, well bold. And it, it's just not... Because I've seen him... I've, yeah. I've seen him he's been there and done it and I've seen him do it so it's nice to have that um, to have that little bit of experience alongside you especially I mean if if he happens to play in the second team one day and Brett's not available or whatever then I'm going to have to captain the side and he'd be an excellent person to have stood next year to um, like let like lean on really Brett's not available because he's locked in a room somewhere. He's <laughs> who's locked him in the room, but, but he's not available. He can't get out of the changing rooms. Everybody else out, and Brett's locked in the changing rooms. The, the door with strange markings of long fingernails. Yes. <laughs> I wonder who that, I wouldn't. I wonder who that um, could possibly be. But uh, I mean, I hate to say that. You know, we, we've been talking about Eden for years and years, and she's twenty-four. She's one of these. I, I'm, I'm not sure kids age in this town, you know, to be honest. <laughs> you know, Amy and, and Megan and Ra- Jess. Radio presenters make radio up for that, presenters don't Radio presenters more worry. than make up for it, but, you know, I mean, <laughs> 20, 
24, you... That's, I don't know. You don't even look that, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Um, right, let's just go quickly over it again. Um, Mum, you can do Sunday night. So, Sunday night um, at Balderton Cricket Club. Uh, bars open at 4pm. Raffle, barbecue, pool competition, darts competition. Um, what we really want is for it to be fun. Actually was a bit mad really he was he was constantly on the go he was always happy he was, was always that after smiling he lived with <laughs> <laughs> probably a bit of both but yeah. you know he was he was he was always on the go he was always happy he was always smiling and that's the part that we want to bring out for xu yes there's competitions but we're not playing for a row of houses and things we just want to be able to raise as much money as we can to help either with his hospital fees or with his... Do we play for enjoyment afterwards. or do we play to win, Eden? To win. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought yeah. that might be coming. That's upbringing, I'm afraid, but not necessarily this time. This is all about action. Okay. Well, we'll send our our dart playing, pool playing. Yeah. I'll send um, and then barbecue we'll, eating more than that. And then a week on Friday... Um, at Dalefield, Collingham, there's, it's 2020, that's the cricket match, but Collingham have very kindly sort of said, well, you do that and you and you put the put yeah. that to in the kitty for him and well done to Collingham for that yes, gest- gesture. And um, everybody's welcome to come to uh, the cricket club on Sunday and everybody's welcome to come out to Dalefield to see a bit of 20... Are you playing? No, no, I'll be on the barbecue. You'll be on the barbecue. Free burger, Tony. Um, Just pull then. <laughs> right tomorrow it's um keith whitfield coming in from the golf club so we're going to chat to all about people walking around fields with a bag of sticks in their hand and (laughs) try and figure that one out but from um, eden and from mum tonight that's absolutely fantastic really enjoyed the last hour and uh, really do hope it all goes well for you on sunday um, and the cricket season and uh can't wait to see you Balling again. <laughs> Coming up now, the one and only Mr. Andy Bush with The Rock Show. We are-